unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And I think that's what's happening. And a lot of people that are choosing to leave, I respect that because they have agency. Just like I say, I didn't choose to be gay, but I chose to be baptized. And there's a big difference. Well, welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted. During the Christmas season this month, we're doing all Jesus. Every episode is just a constant Jesus montage. Uh, and today, we have a very special friend here today. This is Dennis Schle Schleicher. Schleicher. But you can just call me Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Just... We're brothers from another mother. Right, Yeah, Dennis. In fact, you know, I once, uh, when I was in middle school, my nickname was Dennis for some reason. Really? Yeah, some kid like just started calling Dennis me. Dennis the Menace? Because I used to look like him. I had that little really? alfalfa thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, I wasn't Dennis the Menace. They just called me Dennis for no reason. Mm -hmm. Today, we're talking about the love of Jesus Christ, mm. right? But before we get into that, I guess, why don't you quickly introduce yourself, yeah, kind of yeah. tell us who you are. So, so my name is Dennis Schleicher. I'm okay. a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I am an openly gay convert in a time when so many people are leaving over this issue. Yes. And I, I joined the church in 2017. I was actually an answer to the Sister Missionary's prayers. I almost started an LGBT protest at the dedication of the Connecticut Temple with 500 to 1,000 people. Almost? Almost. Literally. Like, literally. So, and then I was... you had a thousand people lined up to do this almost? Well, I was, the, I was the director of Connecticut Pride. So okay. I, they were on speed dial, and I had just finished, and I'm driving by going, what on earth are people doing lining up to go to that racist, sexist, homophobic church? And holler! <laughs> I was plunged. So it's the whole concept is... And I stole the Book of Mormon, thinking, not realizing we gave them away for free. <laughs> you stole it? I stole it. From who? Uh, well, it was from the Marriott, but I didn't realize they were the largest <laughs> distributor of the Book of Mormon ever. <laughs> so, and this is why. And yeah, this is why. And I, But I was just so, I was such a different person. I was so angry at our church because I became what's called a Googleologist. Uh, I would just Google and watch all the negative stuff and, and didn't realize that there was actually truth to what we teach. Yeah. And now when I was plunged and converted, it's like my whole aura has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can tell. I can feel the aura yeah. coming off of the you. chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, first of all, mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're able to be here today. Thank and, you. And so glad that you were able to find the church and yeah. discover that it actually was positive. Me too. And no doubt the uh, the love of God mm. or the love of Jesus Christ that you yeah. felt during this i mean you wouldn't have been baptized into this church unless you felt yeah something like yeah. that so it was a quick conversion so um the sister missionaries in connecticut were praying for a walk-in because they were they had all their friends that they were teaching they lost they weren't returning phone calls and they literally said before they closed their prayer please send us a walk-in and i happened to be that walk-in that walked in but the adversary was really after me because he did not want me to go into that church. So he was doing everything to set up all the roadblocks. And if you would have told me when I was baptized that I would be, uh, you know, speaking all over the world, doing devotionals and mission zone conferences for mission presidents, I would have said, you're nuts. I'm canceling my baptism. 
because I didn't join the church for this. So just the fact that I'm here today, God had a different plan for me and I trust in Jesus Christ. And where before I used to be really angry at Jesus. And now I realize that why be angry at somebody who gave his life for us? Yeah. So you were, you went through this period of time where you were, you were angry with Jesus. Yeah. How did you come to learn that he actually loved you? Yeah. Well, so for many years, my parents are born again, fundamentalist church, uh, a part of a fundamentalist church. And my father's a deacon of 6,000 members. And I was told for many years that God is going to strike you dead and Jesus doesn't love you. And it was actually members of our church that said, Dennis, hold it right there. Stop. Jesus loves you. God loves everyone. He made you this way. And I almost went like, this is the first time in years I've heard this because my own parents were telling me I was going to hell and it was members of our church. And that's when, you know, I, I really felt the Savior's love for the first time in a long time. And I knew there was something to this gospel that set it apart from all other gospels in the world. And I know being out here in Utah, I mean, I joke like, yeah, I'm in the planet of Utah to play with my peeps and recharge my accent. But I, you know, I'll never be homeless with this church because there are members that I stay with all over the world that when I do devotionals, they loan me cars. They, they say, you know, they, they have family feud, feuds over who I'm going to stay with. They're like, the in-laws are like, he can stay with us. We have an indoor pool or we have better accommodations. And I'm like, it's okay. We can spread the love. I'll spend one night with each of you. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, that's a short version of my conversion. Okay. As you pointed out earlier, hmm. uh, this, a lot of people are leaving the church over LGBT issues Um, because so many people feel like, well, I don't even know if it's the the members of the LGBT faith, because I see that a lot of people are of of that community are confident and believe and feel that God does truly love them. But there's almost kind of like a, a a darker side of, of the faith of people who kind of almost don't understand, like, like they believe that God loves everyone, but they don't know like necessarily yeah. how. And yeah. so what has been your um, your experience? Like how can people, uh, particularly in that community, uh, in the LGBT community, come to really know that Jesus Christ, his love is mm-hmm. for everyone, regardless yeah. of gender, of their sex, of Sexual their orientation. So I'm so glad you brought this up. And on the back of my first book that was published with the church, um, Is He Nuts? Why Would a Gay Man Join the Church of Jesus Christ? It says, no matter your race, religion, sexual orientation, I challenge you to choose love. And I think that's the message that our leaders have. But we have such a divide in the church right now. And I think it's a prediction of the latter days or sooner than later. And that's kind of like something I've been seeing over the past six months, getting even stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's it's prophesized by living prophets, by in the Bible, in biblical times, that there's going to be divides. And I think that's what's happening. And a lot of people that are choosing to leave, I respect that because they have agency. Just like I say, I didn't choose to be gay, but I chose to be baptized. And there's a big difference. I had a state president I was just talking to in the Midwest, and he said, that was the pivotal turning point. For years, I thought it was a choice to be gay. And after reading your book, Is He Nuts? I Now, when you said that comment, 
I didn't choose to be gay, but I chose to make the covenants and follow the commandments and be baptized. Now, that brings me to another segment. I see a lot of people that pick and choose their commandments. We can't. Commandments are our are, are doctrine. You know, policies and procedures are revelation. Just like when I joined the church in 2017 and the policy was in place that same-sex couples couldn't have their children baptized. Right. And through revelation, through our living prophets and apostles, they, they felt that it was important for same-sex couples to have their children baptized and blessed in the church. So that's an example of prophecy and revelation. But there's core doctrine that can't be changed. If that makes Yeah. No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um so you were talking about like about the the divide um yeah. happening in the church that was that's been prophesied. Um how can we bridge that divide? And what does what what does love have to do with that? Yeah. So I say, you know, I use the mantra hashtag turn up the love or listen by listening. We, um, by, by asking a question, like, I don't understand what it's like to be straight. Can you tell me about that? And just listening. And then through listening, we become more like Christ. And through that, we, we gain more knowledge and we became, we become more acceptance. And I just think sometimes listening to those that are on the margin or struggling is one of the best things that we could do to help bridge that gap. Or to when, when the 2015 policy was announced, the church never used the word gay and lesbian before. That's the first time in November 2015, that's the first time it got members I believe that that was prophesied for a reason because members started calling other people who have left the church that were gay or got married to a same-sex couple and or same-sex union at the time, I believe. And they said, I just been thinking about you. What is it? You know, how are you doing? And they hadn't reached out to these people in years and bishops were calling and stake presidents were calling people they knew that took their names out of the church and said, Hey, you know, so-and-so, I, I I just been thinking about you with this announcement. Can I come over and bring some cookies or something and just hang out and talk? So I think it got the church talking about gay, lesbian. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. About the people. Yeah. More so. Yeah. I love that point that you made about how when we listen more, we become more Christ-like. Yeah. Because really, honestly listening to other people's stories and experiences is the closest thing that we mortals can ever do can ever mm. it's, the, it's the only thing the closest we can get to doing what christ did when he yeah. performed the atonement and he did it perfectly yeah. obviously our listening to other people and getting experiences mm. and stuff that's never going to be nearly mm. what christ did but that's the closest we can get is understanding other people and christ is the only one who can truly understand everyone's experience you, you just hit the nail on the head with that, because I always say, what would Jesus do? You know, when I get contention on Instagram, I tend to be, you know, I have thousands of followers and I get, a, you know, it's like when I get a negative comment, it seems like it comes in droves where I get like a hundred comments underneath that with a hundred likes and, and stuff from anti-members. Yeah. And those are the ones I get the hate from. But I always say, what would Jesus do? And one time I was... I was just looking up, I need you, I need you right now. And it said, pin that anti-comment to the top. And I'm like, what? So I pinned it to the top, boom. And what these anti-people didn't realize is they were just causing my feed to go viral. 
because they were creating the algorithm for Instagram and it just exploded and it became like my number one talk, if that makes sense, because it had like thousands of shares and thousands of comments and well, it shut the person up. They were like quiet because all of my base was like defending me hmm. and said, oh yeah, we're with Dennis. You can't win. There's nothing you can say. You know, he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a church with his name. And that person just zipped and stopped. We should do that for our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, just pin it to the top. Pin it to the top. I love but that. But that was the Holy Ghost. And people were like, you pinned an anti-comment to the top? And I'm like, well, that's what I was told. <laughs> so I can't ignore promptings. It's, honestly, it's, I think that's something Jesus would totally do. Yeah. If, if he was alive today on, on Instagram, I think he would do that. <laughs> if, he was, if Jesus was on Instagram. <laughs> so how can we as members listen better? Because I think that's what we've been talking about. That's what is causing the divide yeah. is not knowing. And like this, I think you, you said stake president or maybe it was a bishop. Somebody, stake president, yeah. A stake president who read your book. Like when he realized that, oh, you never made that choice to mm. be gay. I feel like that was the narrative for a really long time is yeah. that it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a yeah. choice. And once members started realizing that it's not so much of a choice, mm -hmm. suddenly, like for me anyway, that's when like my sense of compassion yeah. was finally awakened and I was finally ready to listen. Yeah. So like, in your opinion, what can we as members do better to listen more? So if you're a member that's watching and you have friends that are LGBTQIA and you don't understand what it's like to be gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, the best advice I could say is let me, um, hey, I don't understand what it's like to be gay. Can I spend the day with you? and and take them to lunch go shopping you know just get to know them take them to a game or find out what it is they like and through i guarantee you through the end of that day you would be more like jesus and you would be more like christ because that's exactly what jesus would do he would minister to those who are less fortunate and if christ was on this earth today and it was the second coming i guarantee you he would be with lgbtq members and he would say i want to hear what it's like to be to walk in your shoes i want to i want to experience your pain i want to experience your your challenges what you deal like to be discriminated against amen marginalized yeah thank you amen thank you so much i think that's a great place to end our episode today thank you for mm -hmm. coming on thank you for sharing oh, this is an honor your story and i'm sorry i've never watched you guys i'll have to look you up that now. is okay i just you shared should. it as a story on instagram and i'm like i can't believe i've never watched this and I'm like, I, I don't know i'm like yeah holler. Be holler. <laughs> yeah well thanks for coming on no, this and is an honor yeah this has yeah. been great to get thank to you. know you thank and you, uh, yeah we're always we're all eternal brothers no matter what that's very true. Thank you so much for watching and uh, tune in for our next episode. And check him out. Check out his book. Uh, what's the book's name again? Is he nuts? Why would a gay man join the Church of Jesus Christ? And uh, Instagram. I'm just that Dennis Schleicher and I'm just Dennis. Cool. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.